0: Welcome to the Social Witnessing Podcast, observing the world from a nice, safe distance.
1: The house, we got the house, we got the house, house, house,
0: away. Episode 31 of the Social Witnessing Podcast with our guests. P-A-R-K-E-R. P-A-R-K-E-R, Parker. <laughs> Welcome back, Parker. Yay! For those of you who are new, Parker was our very first guest uh, 30 episodes ago, a month and five days ago.
1: Mhm.
0: What's uh, changed since, since our last episode, Parker? I don't
1: know. What's new? What do you mean? What are we <laughs> about to do? What happened? Move. Yeah, we're moving. To a better house, a better house, a better, 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 better house.
0: So we just got the news today that um, we are moving to Coquitlam. 45
1: minute drive.
0: 45 minute drive. We are leaving downtown Vancouver.
1: Bam Bam needs to go out.
0: Uh <laughs> leaving downtown Vancouver after 11 years. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I should say it's 11 years in this apartment, but I've also lived downtown an additional two years, so... If it's been 11 years, you guys should be 11. No, just 11 years in this spot, but... Yeah, it was hard. I, I think, like, when we first started this process, you need can attest that there were real tears shed and some tense emotions about leaving our home and our neighborhood. I can't I just love the West End. I think there have been many times where we maybe should have moved sooner, but I've just never wanted to leave. I love I love being two blocks from the beach. I love being two blocks from hundreds of shops. Let's
0: pick up the energy here. Yeah,
1: well, I'm just saying I love all those things, but COVID really pushed me Now out we of want my to shelf. move. <laughs> now
0: we want to move big time. And we are now We're
1: going to move to a house that's not this house. That's yeah. not this what house. What do you
0: what do you like about that new house?
1: Mm-hmm. Backyard big big house
0: big garage yeah better school yeah cool oh, nice school very school yeah. we drove by the school yesterday it's brand new with huge fields and basketball courts basketball mm-hmm. courts and soccer soccer fields and <coughs> a lot of greenery
1: yeah Parker's school is slated to be torn down in two years I think or three so yeah it'll be a big change to go to a new school. So, yeah. Good timing. Good timing. And then lots of trails and bike paths and, and uh-huh. everybody has a backyard. So Roller no... bike path.
0: And for the yeah. first time ever, Parker has his own room. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> which he's a little she's a little nervous about, aren't you?
1: That's the one thing I don't like about moving. You're going to love it. I think you're going to get there and be like, parents, eh, 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 this is my no, room. No, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe not at first.
0: Maybe not at first. No, 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 no. But eventually. What if you're like 40 years old?
1: No, 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 no.
0: Still sleeping with your parents?
1: <laughs> nope,
0: stop. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: ma- no, stop. Ma- okay. That's a lot of... Strange talking. Yeah, so we're going to go. I'm pretty, I am pretty. excited about it. I shouldn't even... I'm I'm downplaying it because there's a bit of sadness involved, but I'm actually really excited. This was the first place we looked at where uh, we had the tenant did a FaceTime video with us because we didn't want to go see it while anyone else was living in there. And she really didn't want anyone in there. She was really nervous about having the open house, and everybody was out there was kind of stressed about it. And it just worked out, like...
0: Did it just work out? No, I was going to say, it just
1: worked out that yeah, I was about to give I'm you question. credit. Calm all down. The credit. Give it
0: all the credit. Oh my
1: gosh, this is all need's doing. Give just it all anybody the credit. Doing, doing. Yeah, and it all worked out. Yannine was really on top of it, offered to do the FaceTime, and just we basically said, we this after looking at so many houses and like driving all over the lower mainland, I think I'd seen enough that I now can just look at it on FaceTime and be like, no, I'm not driving that far. But that one was the first one where I was like, wow, I don't even need. Like, she did, one, she did such a good job of showing it, but also, we just don't need to go inside. It's, it was more the neighborhood at that point. The house was going to be fine enough. And then when we went out to the neighborhood, it was also the first neighborhood I went to where I was like, wow, like, there are trails right there. There's a creek right here.
0: I didn't really hear that much credit that you gave me.
1: I did. You need to that was very short. That was very
0: short credit. I feel like maybe we need more you detailed credit. You need really liked this
1: idea, and then I went and approved it and decided, yes, this is good enough for me.
0: Weak. Weak. <laughs> We credit.
1: No, it's true. I've been working all the time and I have not looked up a single place other than I started looking at downtown. So we all know where my heart is at deep down. So when the houses looked like they weren't going to pan out, I started looking at other apartments, like bigger apartments downtown. And they were the same price as renting a house, which is pretty tough when you don't, when you're working remotely now. It's a different decision. Before the commute always kept me from moving outside of Vancouver. And then also just the lifestyle here, but now we don't even have the lifestyle. Like, the, the best part about our apartment is the location and not being inside our apartment. Like, we're out all the time. We're at the beach. We're always out, like, dining and walking around. And now we can do none of those things. And so the reality... Why? Because of COVID. The reality of, like... But well, we can do it in, like, the backyard. No, I'm just no, talking, talking here. here. Kay, not This place. is too
0: loud. It's, they're going to hear it. Can't do that
1: during podcast, bud.
0: Are you done? Do you want to just go watch your show in bed, or do you yeah. want, you don't want to do this anymore? No. Okay, well that's fine. You can have just been a, out, a short guess.
1: One day when you're older, you're gonna realize you're missed opportunity, opportunity for fame. Okay, bye
0: bye. <laughs> See ya. Bye bye. All right, that was Parker. That was uh, the good news. Episode thirty one A. And uh, now. Okay, no more talking then. If you're not in it, you're not in it.
1: Yeah, and uh, we're going to shut this door if you keep talking.
0: Uh, uh, All right. Well, (laughs) on to episode 31B. Yeah, you can close that all the way. Sorry, guys. This is a a little of a wide... This
1: is a messy episode. Already.
0: We're only six minutes in.
1: Okay.
0: Let's get it together. Let's get it together here. Come
1: on, professionals. We're professionals here. Even though I'm not Oprah yet, that
0: was a thing I realized the other day. Michelle was really hard on herself that after 30 episodes of, like, a (laughs) half-assed podcast, she was not Oprah.
1: (laughs) I could have done better. You think? You think you're
0: not Oprah yet? (laughs) The lady who's dedicated her entire life to doing a show? You're not her yet? Wow, shocking. Like,
1: Oprah would never have lulled there. She would have asked a better question. Ugh. Anyway, not there yet. On my way, but.
0: i mean I'm no Doctor Phil.
1: No, that's okay. Let's not be Doctor Phil. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm not done with the good news yet. You go. Okay.
0: Oh, we didn't even announce that this was a. Oh, good, this
1: is okay, the this, this is, is good. good
0: news bad news episode. Yeah.
1: Good. So the good news, we're moving. I'm ready. Uh, and then also I think there were just some stars aligning here and like even the landlord like the woman and her family who owned the house she's just like even when we were all outside talking and we were we were distanced you know when we walked up she was like right away like oh we're distancing like and we're like don't worry (laughs) like you have no idea the extent that we're going to And yeah, we were just chatting and we really hit it off. And like three times while we were talking, she's like, oh, I really like you guys. I really like you guys. She's like, "I do, you know, if you want to do it, I won't even have the open house. And we're like, sold. (laughs) Done. Done deal. Let's do this. So yeah, it was just nice to hit it off. And we've had really great building managers here too. So I think it's a good sign that even here, we hit it off with Steve. And then it was like, we're going to live here. And then we were here a long time. So hopefully, and we've had a great life here. Even the bad times here, like overall, this has been a great place to be. So new chapter. I'm excited. This is big growth for me. I have like real anxieties about moving prior to this, but now I'm just like, ugh, oh, I'm ready to shed some layers and move on. Okay. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not.
0: I'm looking. I'm looking for them up, so keep talking. Okay.
1: Um. And then besides that, besides that, too, I hope it gives me better perspective. I think even living downtown, I've really subscribed to that downtown life of, well, it's not true. I like working hard. It's just my personality. I'm an achiever type. I'm doing a lot of like personal growth stuff um, with a coach. And I'm just a lot of things I knew about myself are, you know, when he's bringing it up, It's true. And, like, where I place value and where I get my own personal value from, a lot of it is from work, like, fortunately and unfortunately. And so maybe this just getting out of the city and being far away and putting that potential commute in between me and work will, I don't know, just either make me love it more because I'll be more driven to, yeah, make it work. Or it'll give me that distance I need rather than staying at the office too late because I know I can run home in 10 minutes if I power if I power it, I can run. and I won't actually be that late. I don't know. Maybe they'll give me. And then also, now that we're going to have an actual office and we won't be sharing a desk, I'll be able to shut a door and not be looking at my laptop top like, ooh, I could just send one more thing. There's a client who needs one more thing. And if they got it this Saturday night, I'm sure they'd wake up tomorrow and be like, yeah. I love working with Michelle.
0: <laughs> Everyone thinks that anyways. I hope so. You're the only one who doesn't know it.
1: Yeah. It's tragedy for me. <laughs> I'm Self, working on it. Self-induced tragedy. I'm working on it. So, anyway. You ready? Are we going to episode B now?
0: The dark side. The
1: dark side.
0: It's not, it's not, well, it's not great news. <laughs> but it's not dark. <laughs> it's just more of just realities of the world we're living in right now. We also had... um Before I get into some of of these, some of this, I had a great conversation with an old friend who we're trying to get on the podcast, but they live out east and um, have two small kids and are working a lot, uh, one of them in a hospital. And so it's going to be tough to orchestrate, but hopefully we can make it happen maybe next week. And he does, I don't know if I should... uh, I just won't name him, but he works a lot. Uh, doing. Um,
1: but then you want to have him on after. What? So then you want to? Oh, I won't name him, but then you're gonna have him on after, and he's probably gonna talk about what he does. Yeah. <laughs> it's like easy. To put together.
0: Well, he, yeah, that's fine. I don't mind like oh, okay. people knowing who it is. I just, <laughs> yeah, he um, does um, research and interviews a lot of people in kind of the medical and <clears throat> research field for who are all working on COVID stuff right now and uh, I had a conversation with him today for the first time in a while and although he's optimistic in the sense that he thinks this is going to end eventually um, and that um, he's really been researching all the past pandemics and says you know like even reading a book about how it was in 1918 like so many things are so similar it's kind of you know, it's, it's weird to think of how we think we're, uh, this is something he said, he, he, think, he said, we think we're so unique in that this is like a once in a lifetime sort of experience. And it is for our single lifetimes, but it's not that in uh, uncommon or infrequent. Um, and that's backed up by some of the stuff that if you follow us on Instagram, you might have seen. I don't know if it felt dark. I wasn't. I wasn't in a dark place when I posted it. I was just in a research sort of space, but I could see how it would seem pretty dark. <laughs> um, I tried to put an inspirational message at the end to kind of. Uh, if you're it,
1: feeling down now, hopefully, you click through all the stories to get to the thing that. Yeah. Makes, well, <laughs> well you I look because you, you can
0: see who clicks through, and then I'm like, oh, I hope we don't lose some of the people that I know who would be looking at it, who might be more anxiety prone or like. Yeah, you can see who 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 looks through it. It's but, like
1: that minute when you're leaving therapy, and they're like, "Okay, are we in a safe space yeah. now? Are you, are you okay? <laughs> will I see you next
0: week, or is are you this
1: okay to leave?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's funny. Um, yeah. Oh, right. That's what I was trying to say. It was he? He's optimistic in the sense that like this will end. This is not that different. We, as as a species, we've been through this um, seven times, I think, as far as our recorded history, at least. Uh, eight times since the seventeen hundreds. Um, but after speaking to all these scientists and whatnot, less optimistic about the timeline. Um, I think the most optimistic timeline he's heard was like six six months to a year. And that, in I'll I'll leave it for him to discuss what that conversation was about. But he didn't he didn't really um, believe the optimism or. or Yeah, didn't really believe the optimism of that specific person. He said it seemed like a bit of a stretch what what that individual was uh, promising or thinking or, yeah, And so everything else has been longer timeline. And I mean, that's the timeline we've all been given in the news and everything is 12 to 18 months. Um, So six months seems a bit of a reach. But you never know because we've never had like the entire planet, the entire scientific planet, all working on one common cause. So if nothing else, it's inspiring to see that we can do that. And he said that has been fascinating in his research of like the speed is still great for us to have, even if we have it at 12 to 18 months, that's still gonna be like 3X faster than anything we've ever done before when it comes to something like this. Um, Yeah, so here's some of the, oh, right. So when I went down the hole, Though not the negative hole that I usually (laughs) go just meaning like looking into it more, the research hole. Um, So a man we've spoken about before, uh, Michael uh, Osterholm, uh, who's the leading infectious disease expert in the world, who wrote a book about this five years before it happened, that this was coming. Uh, He was on Joe Rogan for one of the better podcasts we've seen through all this and he I wanted I hadn't been following any of his stuff cuz I was just trying to stay away from the news for the most part but I finally just I really wanted to hear what the updated stuff what he had to say about this all and there's a bunch of stuff some of it depressing some of it kind of um a little bit less depressing I guess but here here's some thoughts on key lessons from past influenza pandemics of the eight major pandemics that have occurred since the early 1700s, no clear seasonal pattern emerged for most. Two start in winter, two in spring, one in summer, two in the fall. Seven had an early peak that disappeared over the course of a few months without significant human intervention. Subsequently, each of those seven had a second substantial peak approximately six months after the first Some pandemics showed smaller waves of cases over the course of two years after the initial wave. Yeah, so that's, so we've been here before um, and the majority of the ones we've seen as a species have had a few months and then it's gone away and then uh, it's come back with kind of a more vicious second wave. And so those were, he, he outlined three possible scenarios The first being just kind of highs and lows for a while, for a couple of years uh, with a bunch of kind of big peaks, little peak, big peak, little peak. And then he said the second scenario, which is the one he's most concerned about, is that if it disappears over the next few months, actually I have exactly how he says. So they asked him in this interview, if the epidemic dies down during the summer, can we rest easier? And his answer was right now, the thing that scares me more than anything is that suddenly in the next two months, cases in the U.S. suddenly drop off dramatically. That would tell me this may be acting like a flu virus. And if that were the case, you might very well expect to see a late summer, early fall peak that could be much, much more severe than anything we've seen already and much more universal in terms of where it hits and how it hits. We're in uncharted territory. We don't know. So... That kind of took me from hoping that this is going to end soon to thinking, man, if th- this is literally the thing that scares the most, is if it just disappears now for a couple of months. Um, and he says that the U.S. economy—he's speaking mostly about the U.S. because he's American—he said the U.S. economy is going to get a whole lot worse, not just a little bit worse, but a whole lot worse before it gets better, which is a scary thought for a lot of people. Mm-hmm and um he says that we're still not really grasping the severity because we're at like depending on what numbers you use 10 to 15 percent of the population infection rates and he thinks we have to get to like 60 to 70 percent before um anything gets better if unless we get um vaccine a vaccine first but if we don't then it's yeah then it's like a, a to, to build immunity um it's like a 60 to 70 percent and that's potentially where we're heading and that's why i love him because he, he doesn't say this is what's going to happen he's like these are all the possibilities this is what we've seen before this is the likeliest scenarios and so yeah i really urge anyone um who wants to learn more to to look into him michael osterholm and, and listen to some of the interviews he has a youtube he, they started a couple of weeks ago his organization, a YouTube show where he does like 45 minute similar to this, like podcasts. And then um, like you um, submitted questions that he answers. He spoke about uh, Sweden, which people use as like, oh, look, they didn't lock down and it's much better there. It turns out it's not at all better. Um, in fact, I was just reading an article that their death rate um, is like twice the number of like a lot of other places like they might not have as many infections but for some reason uh, the mortality rate is way way higher it's like 30 percent or something
1: what is it their population older yeah
0: they do have an older population and and the article said a lot a lot of the deaths have been older population members but um, yeah but they didn't lock anything down they just kept it going and just kind of uh expected the population to f- to to follow the suggestions which apparently they have but the crazy thing about all this is that they were doing it to save the economy but their economy is barely any better than any of the places that have locked down but they're seeing like a double rate of of uh mortality rate
1: so they potentially lost people that could have come economy later yeah to have no gain now
0: yeah and so their economy is like yeah like, the, lost the, the EU is, like, thinks they're going to contract by, like, 7.5%, and then Sweden's is, like, 7 so it's they've done nothing. Yeah. Um, so he, he says that's a big, like, in his research that's a, a big, big zero as far as, like, people say, oh, look at Sweden, look at Sweden. He's like, no, don't look at Sweden. Like, they haven't accomplished anything.
1: What about, um, did he talk, did he speak at all about, was it one of the, it wasn't the Netherlands, was it? Which which country there was, like, at first, like, when they... Was it Amsterdam? I think it was Amsterdam because they, they have coffee shops, right? And so they were, like, tried to lot... Not tried to... They tried to close stores, but then there was a run on the coffee shops and they opened everything up and they're like, look, we have the most robust healthcare system. We're just going to let this play out. I wonder what's happening there.
0: I don't think there's any, like, anywhere where it's, like, great. <laughs> there's places, like, the most... The places that have locked down the most are doing fairly well. Uh, the place like uh, South Korea. Um,
1: if that one was... guy hadn't gone to the club or five clubs.
0: Right. So did we talk uh, did we talk about that I, part? I don't uh, know. About... I
1: don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or we just talked about it with each other and I was like, that one guy ruined it for everybody. Yeah, so
0: South Korea opened <laughs> opened their we uh, re- eased restrictions. Uh, when they thought they got a handle on it, and they opened up clubs night, um, clubs and bars, and then since they have like pretty crazy social tracking now, uh, they had an outbreak at the nightclubs, and when they tracked it down, it turned out it all originated. I don't know how like you get this specific, like the individual sort everything, like that's pretty crazy, yeah. but uh, it all originated from one guy who went to the first night it was open or something. He went to five different clubs, and then. <laughs> infected a whole host of people and then they spread it and then they had this mini outbreak and then they had to shut down all bars and clubs after that.
1: You're just like, freedom! I'm yeah. going to five clubs pa- tonight. And then like, I know it would have spread anyway, but it to be stopped. that person that went to five clubs and they're like, great going, buddy.
0: Yeah. Great,
1: you just ruined it for everybody. Like, and I can imagine he's so hated. I wonder if they put his face on it and it would be like, well, this had... guy had a fever and he well, still went out.
0: There's actually, they, they, they comment on them, they had to stop, they used to give Or before this, they gave a lot of information about the individuals, like their age and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they said they actually had to stop um, also because of uh, LGBT issues where where they were getting a lot of extra hate um, for going to clubs and stuff. Oh really? Yeah, they were getting a lot of discrimination, and so they had to like stop. They have to reduce the number of information amount, the amount of information that they were giving out. About. People
1: are so stupid. Like, yeah. Like, viruses who cares? don't yeah, like, discriminate. Who cares? Like, oh, you're more likely. Like, oh, fuck off. Like, oh, can we swear on this podcast? I don't, I don't we know. make the rules. We make the rules, right? Yeah, like, ugh, it's so dumb. You're not immune just because you're different than someone else or someone else is different than you doesn't mean they're more likely to have it you're more likely to have it if you're hanging out at the beach not social distancing with everybody or going to five nightclubs in a night like you buddy Club but it doesn't
0: even, like, none of it even matters. It's more of just the idea that, like, yeah, that and, and Michael Osterholm said this from the very beginning. He said it's only going to get better. He was talking about China at the time, who had locked down early. He said it's only going to get better until they let people out. And that's exactly what's happening. That's what we've been, well, that's what I've been, that's the kick I've been on since we began this, is, like, it's it, it's way too early to say, oh, well, let's ease restrictions. Let's let everybody out. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just we we're seeing that that doesn't work. As soon as they do that, outbreaks happen in South Korea, in Italy. Um, I think we're moving at a really good time. I was thinking about this the other day cuz this weekend this long weekend is going to be bananas in Vancouver. It's already so busy it's to at rain the, Yeah, that is <laughs> good saying. news. That might save us a little bit. But it's already so busy out there. And then you think if it was like a beautiful weekend and everybody's on the long weekend and then in two weeks from now, we'll we'll see the results.
1: We've already kind of talked about this, but I think just being a democratic country where like, I don't know when our next election is, but everyone here, it's the same thing. Everybody's worried about getting reelected. Everybody's worried about losing power. And like, you know, we have that new coalition government in place. No one's going to want to tell you, you have to stay home. You're not allowed to go out. They're going to make suggestions. They're going to try to mandate certain things so that you don't really want to go out. But they're not going to force you to lock down and, like, arrest you if you don't. It's just not where we live. But what they could do is let y'all out when they know you're probably going to get sick. And then they can come back and be like, see, I told you.
0: I'll tell you. Make me the (laughs) king of Canada. I'll tell you. Stay the f inside, bro. (laughs) Stay inside. Like, we're seeing the data now. There's... Starting to be enough data points to say this is a bad idea. Getting in big crowds is a bad idea, and I don't understand really why Vancouver has been so lucky that or BC actually BC, that we're under not. that we're under three thousand cases still. I don't know if it's just like a slow burn that's about to explode or what. Because I
1: just don't think we had many as many starter cases.
0: Yeah, yeah, we like, just got lucky. We that, got
1: lucky with the way spring break worked. You know, we have a really good um i don't want to call her the health minister because we looked this up the other day oh my gosh that sounds so dumb not knowing anything about politics but if everybody wants to know we don't watch tv we no. don't have cable we don't watch the news we get all our stuff from google so
0: and joe rogan
1: and joe rogan <laughs> we know much more about america than we do our own country sometimes
0: but yeah let let uh prime minister yaniv yeah. tell you uh stay inside if you want to stay healthy
1: Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at Netherlands because apparently, like when we, so early April we were watching and they weren't gonna, they weren't going to um, quarantine or like force people to, but I think they ended up doing it. Sure didn't follow that after. <laughs>
0: I, think, I think everybody other than Sweden and uh, Russia was really late to the game, which is why cases are exploding there.
1: Well, remember what was the thing we saw about Russia? They weren't even reporting it was Corona. They were reporting uh, it was uh, pneumonia.
0: Yeah, interesting thing, actually, Joe Rogan. Speaking of Joe Rogan, I just saw a clip. I don't remember if it was on YouTube or Instagram, but I saw a clip. He just had, um, uh, oh, no, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tesla. Oh. I can see his face. Oh, uh, oh God.
1: (laughs) Elon Musk. Elon
0: Musk. (laughs) Jesus. It's late. It's late. I didn't sleep well. Uh, He just had Elon Musk on again. And, you know, Elon was saying that he, from what he knows, and I assume he knows more than your average, he definitely knows more than I do. Um, He was saying that the the, uh, mortality rate is actually way way lower than what we think and kind of what's being reported reported by his words I think were by a factor at least by a factor of 10 if not 50 so he thinks it's lower? like yeah lower so he thinks it's not and like oh this is why I went down the hole is because I heard him say that and I was like wow like you would think he would he would know I mean just anybody that's that powerful and, and rich and in tech and all that would have some better understanding of it so i was like wow and so i went and started looking it up that's when i went to look at michael like if any of that matches up and none of it did so i don't know
1: he's worried people aren't going to buy teslas
0: I don't, I don't think
1: you got to keep your job. No, I don't think Elon's that
0: that kind of guy, honestly, from everything that he's done. He like, he he says stuff on Twitter that like torches his own valuations, you know, like (laughs) he doesn't care. He's gotten fined by the, is it the SEC? Yeah. Um, Yeah. He just, he really just says what he thinks and just doesn't care, which I guess when you have that much money, that's, that's what most people would probably do. (coughs) Um, But yeah, so I, so I don't know. I mean, he's not a scientist, so I'd I'd much prefer to listen to Michael Osterholm than Elon Musk. But isn't
1: that along those same lines as who were we talking about or was someone telling us where they were saying that for hospitals to get funding because um, we were talking about doctors here getting laid off in clinics because no one's going to clinics, and they're saying, and I'm sure it was the state's, that everyone's reporting any death. If the person tested positive for COVID, they have to report it as a COVID death, no matter what the cause of death was, so the hospital gets funding. Mm -hmm. And like in a time when people are avoiding hospitals and clinics, so people are reporting the deaths as COVID death. The person had was tested positive for COVID, so they can Mm -hmm. prove that, but like maybe the death was technically due to something else. So they just happened to have COVID too. So they call it a COVID death. I don't know if that's true, but yeah. at the same time, maybe that's what he was alluding to.
0: Well, and he was saying it's like, yeah, if you're over 60 and you have other health problems, then yeah, you're, you're de- your mortality rate is probably pretty oh, high. It's
1: like when people um, die of HIV AIDS and they say, oh, he died of a brain tumor or she died of this. It's like, no, the underlying cause was you had no immune system. Yeah. You died of that disease, really. It's that that disease led you to get cancer or whatever. And that's the cause they report.
0: I'm not going to verify that. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not going to. I'm like a
1: fucking scientist, <laughs> yeah. Ned. You know, hashtag, always,
0: hashtag science facts.
1: Uh, you need know, always gives me a hard time. He always tells me I'm not a scientist and I'm not a doctor. which. Okay. I
0: try and preface everything I say with, I don't know that much. <laughs> There's pure, and whereas Michelle is like, hey, this is what I think is going on. So let's make decisions based on that. <laughs> this
1: is facts. Huh? <laughs> Gut, I'm all intuition. I'm all intuition and fact finding. And then I just make a decision.
0: Yeah, but that that was the message I got from Elon was that, yeah, if you're you're 60 or have underlying health issues, then yeah, like it's not great for you. But everybody else, the mortality rate is super, super low, according to him. So we'll have to wait and see as more data collects, whether that's true or not. But uh, Mr. Tesla thinks you're going to be okay. So take that.
1: Take that, Corona.
0: Take that, Corona. Elon's on the case. Yeah. And if not, we'll all just fly to Mars and start again. You have to yeah. just get tested before you get on the rocket ship and
1: We'll try into survival of the fittest. Was that can we share that?
0: Can We're we- like too old now. It's bad if that happens. I, feel I always
1: like, feel like I'm the fittest. Like I feel like I'll end up on the fittest side. But then every once in a while you remind me of underlying health issues that I have and I'm like, all oh, right.
0: And, right. Yeah, we're we're, we're only <laughs> we're almost forty. We're on the other side of oh, it.
1: My, I don't feel it. Like I really feel like I would kick. You don't feel ass. it when you
0: get up and you're like, oh. No,
1: I don't feel like that when I get up. I just like roll out and spring up like, woo, woohoo, good life. We're
0: living in different realities.
1: <laughs> just doing my Pamela every day. Can fit. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, can we? Oh, this is not doesn't fit now, but before we went off track, I wanted to tell the story of, in the, in the survival of the fittest mode, what it would be like if we were single parenting it over here. What? When you're talking to your sister about what it would be like if we were on our own, if there was just one of us. <laughs> Boat Parker and Ben, Lord of the Flies. Eh, oh, Lord yeah, plies. yeah. <laughs> anyway, then, Yeah. Or we've discussed this before. Our child is just all fight, no flight. Mm -hmm. No flight in that one. I feel like, too, if he got sick. Even before, like, even when he was, like, really sick that time, he was like, no, I'm going, I'm not sick. And then, like, he'd get a stuffy nose, and he's like, I'm dying. I've never been this sick before. My nose is bugged. I'm like, dude, you just hacked all over us, and now we're, like, almost ready to go to the hospital. Like, Get out of here, Jeremy.
0: That's when we had COVID.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. Although I tried to tell you that that's when we had COVID, and you got all up at me.
0: No, I've been saying that it could have been COVID for sure, but we didn't have it. I mean, you don't. Not everybody has. Not, Are you kidding? Me?
1: you've been saying no
0: you've been saying yeah no because you said we have that's what i was just talking about you're like we have had covid i know it i feel it and i was like you're not a scientist we could have had but we don't know you're like let's go outside we've had it don't worry about it Like you're insane
1: (laughs) oh my god one word changes the whole sentence (laughs)
0: Is that word outside? No, could no. or or have had, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could have had it, but you're not a scientist.
1: We have had it.
0: Well, yeah. We didn't have loss of uh, smell or taste. We didn't have breathing problems, which are like...
1: I still have of the
0: biggest. You had that three years ago. You've, for the last three years, you've had that same thing.
1: It could be different now.
0: It could be. But see, this is what I mean. Like, she's like, it could be different. So it's, it's definitely COVID. <laughs> definitely. I have
1: the antibodies. Just ready to get out there.
0: Yeah, so I did that BC, speaking of antibodies, I did that um, uh, BC <laughs> survey that's going around now that the government's put out. And at the end of it, if you submit your health card, then you are signing up or saying you want to potentially have uh, antibody tests. We'll volunteer for antibody tests I don't know if they're just using that to track us and collect data <laughs> that's what I felt while I was filling it out
1: Give us your DNA. yeah
0: there's a lot of like pretty specific questions but uh it's too late it's too late to fight it it's, it's a police state police the world is a police state now
1: do you have a smartphone
0: yeah it's over once it's you over. once you accept the smartphone it's all over
1: They just packaged it pretty, and then he become addicted to it. People on Twitter
0: like, talking about freedom and, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, at the bottom, like, from my iPhone. Sent (laughs) to my iPhone. You're like, okay, buddy.
1: Breach. Yeah.
0: Wow. Anyways. Anyway. It's it's the state of the world. I feel like it was not not super happy information, but we presented it in a non-depressing way.
1: (laughs) I don't want things to (laughs) shut down. Like, I kind of want things to shut down more. Like I feel I like-
0: do. Just get it over you know. with. Oh, just get no, okay, it over okay, with. okay.
1: I want people, I want everyone who doesn't need to go somewhere for work, if you could be working remotely, I want you to just stay home. I want you to stay in your house, not go anywhere, don't spread anything around. You know, if you're lucky enough that you have a balcony or you have a tiny spot that you can carve out as your own, go sit there and enjoy yourself. And let the other people that have to be out be out. Oh, this is what I wanted to mention. This podcast, the seven o'clock banging of the pots is starting to anger me, and I know this is
0: controversial.
1: Controversial? No, it's it's not controversial. It's okay. I have to say why. It's not the support. It's the support. Maybe some of these people are authentic and they are actually staying home and they're at home banging. They're not going out. They're trying to make it safe for everyone else. Those people, I want you to be out there banging your pots, yelling from the rooftops. But everybody else who's just doing it to be like, "Yay, I support healthcare workers. And then you're out walking around. Like We just spoke to someone who works at St. Paul's and her biggest complaint was after being on a shift, she has to leave the hospital and walk through crowds of people. Like, she can't social distance. And I was like, how annoying is that? The people are all cheering for healthcare workers, and then around the hospital, they aren't dist- distancing. So mm-hmm. the people that work there can walk back to their cars. Our building is a major parking lot for St. Paul's because a lot of people downtown either don't drive or don't have cars. So the first level of our parking and part of the second is, all, is almost all St. Paul's workers. And so you think they have to walk from the hospital to our house through all those people. Mm-hmm. like how frustrating is that and at the corner of davie and thurlow where um is one of the cross streets we live near on a normal day it's packed and like even now that covid's out it's still really busy like people are off work they don't want to get sick just walk into their car like have some respect if you're out there supporting workers like let's actually support them give them space to get back to their parking and to get home safely they've already been through yeah. enough in their day
0: if you're supporting them if you're saying you're supporting them what they want and that's like everyone we've talked to who has to be out there what they really want more than anything is for you to stay home so they don't have to deal with the extra baggage of it they, they they're dealing with enough enough stuff whether they're just whether they're government workers hospital workers anybody who has to be out there doesn't want the added stress of then like leaving and yeah. then being surrounded by people
1: like so glad you got to enjoy a sunny day stay that home like, why? Why do you have to be on a main street walking around? There's no reason. Yeah. And if you are, come on, mask it up.
0: But then again, like, to, wasn't yesterday, the day, that restrictions are eased. So everybody has the right now to be out. They're allowed to be at freaking, like, we, we drove when we were driving, Back from, the, uh, from looking at the house, we saw like bars are open, like burger places are open. Yeah, but like, you still
1: couldn't go in. All yeah, of them had it barricaded but, so you couldn't go in. Right,
0: but where those, those people are coming, those, those people are on the street.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: So it's like the government is now saying you can be out. So it's almost like, well, who are we to complain but about I just it?
1: feel like the West End is the loudest for all this cheering and banging. Yet there's so many people out here. Like when we went out to Coquitlam, Quil- did you see anybody out? No. No, nobody was out.
0: A couple, you know, Like, there was, like, an odd
1: person out biking or out, but, like, it's not... I know way more people live here, and I know we don't have the same space. It's different. But I just feel like, let's represent, but actually come at it it from a place of authenticity and not be, like, yeah, I stand out on my balcony and bang my pot, but also I, like, walk to the corner store later. Like, They're
0: They're allowed to go to the corner store
1: now. I don't know. I just think be strategic, like... Just because you're allowed doesn't mean it's the best choice for the whole. Anyway, that's my thought on it. I really, you, you'll ask me if he knows me well. I just hate coming. I can't do anything fake. I think we got it 100% it. Like if you're not, just don't go with the crowd to fit in. Like You got to really come with it and be actually supporting people if you're going to be out there banging and supporting. I want to see full support here
0: yeah we'll see how it all pans out now i guess in like three weeks to a month now that the restrictions are eased we'll see if the bars and clubs stay open i don't know if our clubs are open i don't think so but bars definitely are
1: i don't care if people go to the beach st paul's isn't by the beach you just stay out of the core where the hospital is and where people need to get back to their cars like go other places
0: yeah provincial parks are opening for the most are open already for the most part
1: yeah,
0: but we're uh, we're moving and we're prepping for um, potential one of the uh, three potential scenarios outlined by Michael Osterholm.
1: We are prepping. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> we are prepping. That's why we're going. That's I feel like
1: most of the day I'm in a haze of just uh, surviving my day working remotely, and I come out of it like, and you're like, this is the new plan, and I'm like on board but also what are we talking about and i need a moment to process what well, that's I'm just why we, through. that's why we like that house though because yeah. there's
0: space indoor space too like for winter mm-hmm. like if we're locked down for winter there's a garage it's more like a rec room where there's like a ton of room to run around and be active and we're not just like locked up in a tiny space
1: yeah i feel like i'm going like against on some level one of my core beliefs i'm a big believer in tiny living. I love tiny homes. I love, I really think that people should live in like, take up, make a less of a footprint.
0: Well, we've put, we've put our time in for 11 years. Yeah. And our plan is to do this for a year or until this is over. Mm-hmm. But so- even
1: though the only reason we changed from that was because now we have to be inside. And mm-hmm. all tiny living always revolves around being outside. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's your personality. You're an outside personality, not an in-home all-the-time personality. So, I guess now that i'm in home all the time i'm like wait <laughs> this doesn't jive yeah you can't be inside all the time in your tiny home where every space is multi-purpose like oh the place i walk to get into bed is also my second office <laughs> with my this chair
0: what murder for <laughs> murder how murderous live? Yeah. <laughs> where if anybody's ever gets locked up at least you'll be like hey I remember this this seems familiar <laughs> <laughs> the year of 2020 our lord
1: <laughs> oh shit
0: alright
1: good news bad news
0: good news bad news good news for us not for you so we're moving <laughs>
1: <laughs> might be good news for you because you're already in a place that you're happy to stay inside all the time but
0: um. Yeah, the other good news is our the the play. Good news for us again, not for you. <laughs> not for you. <laughs> the, for you, it's all bad news today. Sorry, <laughs> but um, if we ever decide to add some video to this podcast, um, we'll have an office. You no, know, we'll have a garage that has like Christmas oh, lights yeah, and like a, a brick right. a brick wall, and it's like it's like said it's more of a rec room, and it. You could shoot a really cool show there if you like. Like yeah. the podcast we watch on YouTube. Uh, I think it's, it would be comparable. So who knows, maybe one of these days you'll see us too.
1: Ooh, I might have to make an effort. <laughs> no,
0: Efforts okay. are for losers who care what people think. Yeah. All right.
1: Okay, signing off. Good news, bad news. Mostly good news, I think. Bye.
0: See ya.